Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Welcome to What I Eat When, Mamma Mia's podcast about meals, moments and memories. I'm your host, Silvia Kolloka. I'm an Italian-born author and TV presenter and food enthusiast. And what I love about food is that it can bring so much joy. And this is exactly what happened today when I brought cake into the office and then everybody was smiling. Every week, I'll be joined by a guest who'll take me through what they eat when. They choose four moods to pair with a meal, from being homesick to celebrating to having very little time to cook. And of course, by the end, we'll have a recipe to try at home. And this week, I am joined by TV presenter and journalist Lisa Wilkinson, darling of the Australian small screen, host of the project on Network 10 and previously host of the Today Show on Channel 9. Lisa, welcome to What I Eat When. Thank you, Sylvia. Would you like to tell us what you love about food? It's more a case of what don't I love about food. I'm an enthusiastic eater. I'm an enthusiastic entertainer of friends and family. And I'm also an enthusiastic shopper of food. I love wandering through the supermarket and imagining what I'm going to make next. I was wondering if we can now jump into a bit of silly game time and I could just throw some rapid, quick fire questions at you. And I would like you not to think too much about them, but just give me an answer as quickly as possible. Okay. (laughs) First thing you ate today? Avocado and tomato on toast. First thing you bought that was a food item? A mango. Oh, because it's mango season. Kensington mangoes are here. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) So you didn't cook the avocado toast yourself, though? No, no, no. I was in a cafe. So what is the last thing you cooked? Last night I cooked some caramelised sweet potato. Because Pete had made dinner, but I just said to him, I think... We need a side. We're missing. (laughs) He He did beautiful asparagus with slivered almonds. which was delicious. Because it's asparagus season as well and it's glorious. Yeah, I love seasonal at its peak. And he cooked some lamb as well because I love colours of the rainbow on a plate. Mm, It's just happiness on a plate, isn't it? Yeah, so I I cooked some sweet potato and he agreed. (laughs) He agreed. (laughs) And there was no argument. (laughs) It sounds beautiful. I can just imagine the two of you in the kitchen (laughs) cooking together. Do you ever have takeaway? Oh, yeah. What is your favourite takeaway? I eat fairly healthily and I've just discovered a new place that's opened up not far from where we are and it's a place called Cali Press, which my daughter knows all about. And when she discovered it was opening up, she said, Mum, you're going to love this stuff. So I tend to get sort of salady things on the go more than like an Indian or a a Mexican or something like that. Fresh flavours. I love fresh flavours. I I like Thai food a lot, you know, things like coriander and bean shoots and Mm. ginger and chilli, all of those great flavours. That that make your palate go like, yes, yes, this is exciting. Yeah. I love hot food. 
Oh, yes, me too. Mm. I'm actually sneaking chilies into the kids. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't have separate meals for the kids, so I just sneak chili into any food preparation at home. And every week we increase the heat. And <laughs> How's it going? It's going really well. Miro, my 10-year-old, made curry last night. He made a Thai curry last night from scratch, which is wow. like very impressive. He's 10? He's 10. Okay. He's very keen. I'm going to put the junior MasterChef people onto <laughs> my row. We started watching and he said, I think I need two more years of practice, but then when I'm 12, I'm going to apply. Isn't it great? <laughs> He's very self-aware as well. Because, yeah. I mean, this kid's cook, like, he can't cook like that. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, but, but good for him but because yeah, yeah. he's inspired by it. Totally. Are there any foods that can evoke special memories like, I don't know, a special bowl of seafood pasta that will take you back to a holiday in Italy or warm bread freshly out of the oven? I'll never forget going to the Greek islands for the first time when I was about 25 or 26. And my boyfriend at the time and I were in Santorini. That sounds really naughty. We'd done, we'd done that. <laughs> no, it was great, actually. Um, and naughty as well when I think about it. But we'd done that thing that people used to do. I don't know if they still do it, where you arrive off the ferry at one of those Greek islands. You just choose any Greek island. And there were always the mothers and the grandmothers who would let out their rooms to you. And they'd greet everyone off the ferry. And we were in Santorini. We found this incredible cave house, you know, built built into the side of the hill and we had 10 days there and they were 10 of the most blissful days. I got through so many books. There was a pool that we could go to and I discovered for the first time the simplicity and the joy of just a beautiful goat's cheese, beautiful, fresh, right off the vine tomatoes, figs, and just gorgeous toasted fresh either ciabatta or sourdough bread and just some basil leaves. And I don't think, you know, I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney. I was definitely a, you know, sausages, ricerizo. You probably don't even know what ricerizo is. It was used to be a big thing when I was a kid. It was basically rice covered in probably MSG. (laughs) There'd be a lot of chemicals involved, but sort of flavoured rice, potatoes, sausages and, you know, Brussels sprouts boiled to the point of being grey. So Mm. I grew up on that sort of food and it was the first trip I'd ever taken to Europe and I discovered how beautiful, simple food could be. Just flavours that, you know, you could still see all the ingredients. Yeah, that seems like a huge lesson of what the Mediterranean cuisine is Mm. all about. It's Mm. not so much about recipes a lot of the times. It's just about ingredients. Yes. And just pop them on a plate. And still seeing them. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Now, let's get to the meaty part of this episode and get to our mains. And I would like you to answer a few questions around what you eat when. And you have picked four very specific moods or moments. And the first one is, what did you eat when you were pregnant? Not very much. I had those awful pregnancies where the moment you think, oh, 
don't seem to have missed my period. Oh, look, my head's down the toilet. Oh, no. I, for every one of our three children, I was sick for nine months, <gasps> every single one of them, and it was throwing up ten times a day. I'm sorry, this is a food podcast, so I should not be talking about vomiting. But no, but this is a, it was it's, it's, such, it's such an issue, the, this, this condition that afflicts mm. a lot of pregnant women. Yeah. And the person that decided to call this morning sickness was clearly not a woman no. and never had it. No, definitely <laughs> not. Did you have morning sickness? I did, I did. But I think around about the fifth month I was done. Oh. So it was not as prolonged because it's just, it's relentless. It's yeah. so cruel because you're so happy about what's happening but you can't fully enjoy it. Yeah. The only thing I would say because all the doctor's advice was if you eat just a little bit, it will alleviate things to some degree. It never really worked on me. None of the morning sickness tablets worked on me. But I had, for all three pregnancies, a craving for something I've never eaten since, nor did I crave it before, vanilla milkshakes. Oh, and baked beans. That's very specific and <laughs> not together. <laughs> not together. All right. But but baked beans apparently are full of folate. Oh, so see, my body, body was calling out and asparagus, uh, which also has folate and broccoli folate. So there was that. And then there was the dairy of vanilla milkshakes. That is interesting. You, you're, obviously, your cravings were made a lot more sense than mine because all I wanted was salada crackers. Just oh, yeah. like, like the whole time. With cheese on them? No, nothing, nothing. Just completely plain. It's like I know I have to eat something else. Well, <laughs> but that, I that's, just couldn't. That's not weird. But how bad is it when you have terrible, in inverted commas, morning sickness and well-intended people will tell you, just have some ginger, darling. Uh, <laughs> or just okay. put one of these seasickness bands yeah, yeah. on from the up, chemist. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Next question. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> well, this is a question and probably a state you are in quite a lot, being short of time. So what do you eat when you're short of time? How do you stay healthy? Well, I've discovered at the supermarket, I have these in the fridge all the time. So if I'm getting home late from work or just can't be bothered, there's these great bowls. I think they're called Supernature. And the reason I noticed them is Terea Pitt oh, yeah. advertised them. And the one that I get has got chickpeas, sugar snap peas, which are my favourite vegetable of all time. And you can never get them. But if I want to make something, I have the world's best healthy recipe. And you talk about making a meal where you can still see everything in its natural state. This is the best go-to quick, easy meal ever. Go, please. It's shoot. spaghettini, so not the full thickness spaghetti. Because they take less to cook. Less That's to cook. genius already. And to me it feels lighter as well because I like light food. So it's spaghettini, which you cook up, has to be al dente. It's still got to have the chew. Lovely big bag of rocket lettuce, fresh beautiful tomatoes, vine ripened if you can get them, diced and you put the rocket and the fresh tomato into a bowl with olive oil 
cracked black pepper and you throw in the spaghetti. But once you've cooked it, you then wash cold water through it. So it's like a salad. It's like a pasta salad. And then once you've got it all mixed in together, you put shaved parmesan cheese. Because normally rinsing pasta would go against any rules of how you cook pasta in Italy. But... Pasta salad, it's its yeah. own thing and it's the one that breaks all the rules. And the reason why you would rinse it, it's because you really want to stop any residual heat from cooking the yes. pasta any further because you still want that al dente. Mm. You know what that sauce that you've just described is called in in Italian? Why? It's called crudaiola, which crudo means raw, uncooked. Yep. So it's like, you know, it's a sort of funky name for raw style yep. sauce. Yep. So yeah, there you go. It's really simple. Pasta salad, crudaiola, uh, alla lisa. You always have those ingredients in the fridge or a variation on those ingredients yep. in the fridge. And that's what I love about recipes like that is mm. that it's not really a recipe. It's an idea. You clearly really love hosting dinner parties and you love cooking. What do you like to cook when you want to impress your guests or treat them with something special? Probably one of my go-tos is um, individual lamb fillets rolled in parmesan. So grated, crust. Yeah, grated parmesan, Dijon grainy mustard, basil, pepper, so you basically turn that into something that you coat so you, the outside you, you of first, the lamb with. You first brush the mustard around the, the no, lamb. No, you, you mix all of those oh, ingredients together. together. So it's so like it's a paste. A, okay, paste. And then you... Rub it. Yeah, rub it. You pat it onto the outside of the lamb. You put it in the oven. So you've got these beautiful big balls of lamb. Um, so it's a lamb fillet. And you cook those in the oven for about 25 minutes on 200 and you get this incredible crust around the outside. That would protect the meat on the inside to stay nice and succulent. Yeah, so you leave alfoil on for the first 10 minutes and then take the alfoil off and then once they're out, you just let it rest for about 10 minutes. How important is resting meat? Yes, definitely. You just want all these juices to Mm. flow right back inside. Yep. And it's one of those things where no matter how much of that I cook, everybody comes back for more. There's never leftovers on that one ever. That's a recipe to keep then. Um, And I also love grilled peaches for (gasps) dessert. Nice. It's such a simple thing to do with just a beautiful vanilla bean ice cream. You know, just a bit of brown sugar on top. Again, you see what the original ingredients are and the flavours are beautiful and simple. What you see is what you get. And also the good news is that it's going to be peach season very soon. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're already coming onto the stalls. Mm. Uh, they're quite expensive still, but yeah. in no, a month Wait or until so. they're in abundance. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't wait. The stone fruit season. It's yep. just like so exciting. And 2020, you know, has lacked in a lot of areas. So bring on the stone fruit, please. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> we need it soon. <laughs> when you're on holiday, do you like to go to a place where there's a kitchen? and you can cook or do you like to get spoiled and not think about that? Yeah, I just, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I like like the idea that somebody else is making the bed and somebody else is cooking. And I love love exploring places and trying out local restaurants. Pete and I were just up in Byron a couple of weeks ago. There's so many great places around there to discover around Byron. So many great restaurants, you know, and really simple restaurants too. Places that aren't fancy, they're just people who love 
food. And that they grow produce and yep. they put it onto the Use plate. Use all the local. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And around there, there's still this um, beautiful habit of the honesty boxes at the end of driveways where you, you drive around the countryside. Yes. And, you know, there's an honesty box of whatever is fresh that's been picked in that property and you just, you know, leave the money that you think is appropriate and... You know, get your box of apples or whatever. Which is the way avocados. life used to be. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've even seen an honesty box with books, which is oh, such a beautiful idea. We've got one around the corner from us. Really? Yeah. I, I took a photograph of one recently. I was doing a project for Canon. It was to photograph what lockdown looked like through the lens of a camera. And there's an honesty box just around the corner from us. Bizarrely, one of Pete's books was in there. So I went back and put four more in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, have the lot. (laughs) Now, I need to ask you something. And this is, a. um, I know a lot of listeners will be very thrilled to have your tips on this. But as as a mother of three right now, going through the trenches of lunch boxes, I need all the help I can get because uh, it get, just gets really boring day after day. Oh, and so you'd think that my kids would love to bring leftover pasta to school, but they don't, especially my teenager who's even like said to me, can you not speak Italian to me in public? So <laughs> it's like, help me, help me. Give me a couple of lunchbox ideas that are going to make my life a bit easier. You know what? I think I've completely blocked out because <laughs> I was terrible at lunch boxes. I tried everything. I followed all the tips of, you know, make a week's worth of this muesli slice. Well, by day three, they didn't want the muesli slice anymore and I was bad at it. So I think I've blocked that quite traumatic period (laughs) of my parenting out because Pete was no help. There was often periods where, you know, I wasn't around in the morning because I was doing breakfast TV and so Pete was completely incapable of making (laughs) edible food for the kids. And I swear that, you know, he just took the easy option and just got them lunch lunch orders orders, all the time. But it's one of those things where you think, I really, really, really want to be a good parent here. I want to be that person who organised and gets it right. But it's hard. It's hard and it's so ungracious and the kids are so ungrateful most of the times. And they come home with the sandwiches only half eaten and then, you know, they want a bowl of cereal as soon as they come home. And it's like, why didn't you eat your sandwich? Don't you know how much love I put into that? And the bread was homemade and the ham was really special. And I tell you, you know, one of the great tips that I got from a girlfriend when the kids were at that age where they wouldn't eat often enough the food that I had prepared, we had a rule, if you don't eat this, there's nothing else to eat. You don't get any more food until you eat this. That caused a few arguments over the years. Mm. We really stuck to that rule from a young age. If you I don't think eat, it's a good rule. Yep. If you don't eat what's for dinner, there's no dessert. That's not happening. I love to hear that you've uh, removed and erased that part of your parenting. I think from that's your called memory. survival and sanity. Yes. As you get older, your brain has to <laughs> has to prune what's unnecessary and <laughs> keep <laughs> joyous memories of that's family. Right. And, yeah. But you're in the tough years. Yeah, I am. I yeah. knew they were the tough years at the time, yeah. and I can say with absolute authority with three kids in their 20s, 
these are the years where you reap the rewards of the hard work that you put in early. I hear that. That keeps me going. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to ask you, because festive season is approaching, is there anything particular that you love to eat around Christmas time? I pretty much don't eat ham the rest of the year. But come Christmas... Let me at that leg of ham. There's <laughs> nothing nicer around Christmas time, particularly because we have the extended family all together in a beach house on the northern beaches of Sydney that Pete's grandfather built Where back, in, the northern back in 1920s in Newport. And it's just this really lovely, humble, fibro cottage that about 28 various bodies will sleep in over the course of two weeks. And so ham is needed. Ham is needed in great quantities. But we do that thing of everybody shares the load every night. It's a different family that cooks every single night. Leg ham and trays of mangoes, trays of stone fruit, and everybody just mucks in. And we always do a huge Christmas lunch and we all have, you know, different duties every year. We always rotate. And do you have a f- traditional one with the turkey and the ham? Or we is have the a- ham throughout the Christmas season like a, a breakfast lunch item and then? Yeah, yeah. It's so versatile. It's do you do a glaze there. for the ham? Yep. What do you put in your glaze? Well, I think the last time I did it, I remember cloves. I remember pineapple. Oh. Brown sugar, definitely. And there might have been some ginger beer in there. That sounds Somewhere. phenomenal. Wow. But you have to glaze a ham. I'm I'm a very basic girl. <laughs> no molecular girl. gastronomy at your house? <laughs> no. No, I, I really like basic, simple, honest food. Um, and I really admire people who can, you know, see 37 ingredients in something and not be terrified. But that girl is not me. <laughs> Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being my delightful guest on What I Eat When. I can't wait to try any of the recipes you've suggested, especially that glaze. I think I'm going to have to have you over for dinner at our place, Sylvia. I scored a dinner invitation. (laughs) What I Eat When is a Mamma Mia podcast. The executive producers are Zoe Ferguson and Eliza Ratcliffe.